You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in in an atmosphere of freedom. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I am, as I always will be, Albert Shivers, and on this episode... I'm real excited to finally have on Irma Sedeno, one of my very dear and close friends. To me, she has been on the long time coming list for this podcast. I've been wanting to have her on to talk about what she has going on and the projects that we worked on together. But Irma is a big traveler, unlike myself. Whenever I call her, She's in London, she's in Spain, she's in the Galapagos, so she's hard to nail down. But we finally made some time to sit down over Zoom, which means you'll get video for this podcast too, go figure. We sat down over Zoom and talked about one particular movie that the two of us worked together on, which is my movie In Season. To give you a little bit of an intro to the movie as you're about to listen to us talk about it, In Season was the last feature of my guerrilla filmmaking career. Um, It was a mockumentary about two siblings who lose their parents and end up falling in love with one another. The movie was a lot of improvisation. There was no line-for-line script. Every scene was blocked out and written out and an outline of each scene was created. There were certain moments in the movie, there were certain things that we had to say in the name of storyline, of course, but everything in between was very, very flexible and we could get to those points in the movie, those important points, however we wanted to so it was a lot of fun to figure all that out and being that it was a documentary I was able to drag in all kinds of people people that had worked in movies with me before as well as people who hadn't been in a movie with me yet I just want to give some shout outs to everybody who was involved in it that I could think of off the top of my head I'm sure I'll forget somebody and I apologize but Irma was the star of the film playing Janine. I ended up playing the brother Joshua. Originally, I had another actor in mind to play Joshua, but he couldn't do it, and I didn't have a backup. Now, when you're doing films the way that I used to do them, nobody was getting paid. I gave the official empty okey-doke of, I'll give you all the credit and all the IMDb and all the reels and all that crap. Um, But I really did that to the best of my ability. And the one thing I always did is you never left filming hungry. I made sure to feed everybody because of the fact that I nobody was really paid. I did everything I could within my power 
to make it as easy of a process as possible. And to have a cast as big as I did for this movie, you know, a lot of scheduling, a lot of jumping around. So I figured, all right, I know that I'm going to be there for the filming of this. So let me play the brother so I don't have to worry about another actor. I don't have to worry about scheduling anybody else. I know I'll be there. So it's one less person to be concerned with. Um, I had been in some of my own movies before, mainly for the same reason. I know I'm going to be there. So it's hard enough to get people. So if I know I'm there, screw it. I'll be in it. And it was fun. Also in the movie, so first off, behind the camera, um, this movie was filmed by myself a little bit, as well as Mike Strunk and John Young. Um... I met John in my previous movie, Meet Vanessa. His wife, Mercedes, was in the movie. She played Vanessa's mother. And when we met to talk about that role, John expressed to me that he was interested in filming. And he did a fantastic job making it really feel like a documentary. And between the three of us, Mike, John, and myself, it was all real seamless. I remember who filmed each scene, but you wouldn't know who filmed what. So we really, really worked in sync very well. Like I said before, Irma Sedeno played Janine, the sister who really is the star and the main character of the movie. I played the brother Joshua. Amber Trunfield played our third estranged sister. Um... Um, Leah, oh, almost forgot. Um, then we also had Jerry Fells, who played my character Joshua's best friend, and he came up with a brilliant backstory for himself, all on his own, and did a great job with that. I'll save that. You could watch the movie. Um, we also had Ella Steinbeck, who became a friend of mine and was in other movies, and she's been on the podcast a few times as well. Um, Bernie Driller came on from another movie of mine. He played our uncle. We also had a real-life Rabbi B.B. Melman in the movie, as well as Anissa Smith, Jillian Reinhardt's, Stephanie Cariffi, which was fun to have her back in the movie, and Anissa played Vanessa in Meet Vanessa. So it was really, it was so great. So many cool people in the movie that even if it was just a small little portion of them being interviewed, it was cool to have people in the movie. And, and, and there were a lot more. The names are, are escaping me at the moment. Um, there's going to be little clips. If you're watching this on YouTube, there will be some clips. This will be one of those podcasts where the YouTube version and the audio uh, podcast, if you're listening on a, on a phone or on the podcast app, the two are going to be a little bit different, so I definitely recommend keep listening if you're listening. But hop over to the YouTube version too and check that out. I also want to talk about Irma herself a little bit. Um, she studied acting growing up, but nowadays she owns her own clothing line called Main Couture. I recommend you go check that out. And she is also a very, very successful language teacher and runs her own language business called Diaphano. 
Good lord, I hope I said that right. But I'll put it in the I'll put it in the underneath, you know? You'll find that if you're interested in learning Spanish or any other language. And um Irma and I have worked together on those things as well, and she's a fantastic friend who I'm very, very lucky to know. Before I move on from the movie, I just want to also let you know that there are some spoilers that we talk about in this podcast. So if you have an interest in seeing the movie and you don't want it spoiled, the movie is on YouTube. It's in season. I will put a link for that also down below amongst all the other things. Real quick, a little bit of what's cooking with me. I got a new art show at Gamut Art Gallery on March 11th is the opening. That's a Saturday, but the show goes on until May. Gamut Art Gallery is open every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, from noon to 6, so you could check out the the show any weekend up until May. But my bony behind will be there on March 11th, so if you want to come schmooze with some art, Um, They picked out a lot of really new stuff. So you get to see a lot of new, new things. And I've been keeping the lid on certain pieces to have them premiere at this art show. So there'll be things there you may have never seen before if you're following me on Instagram at Albert Shivers. Or if you know the website www.albertshivers.com. I just finished a my own interpretation of a piece based on the actress Myrna Loy who was most popular in my eyes anyway for the Thin Man movies in the 30s and 40s so check that out I just that one I just did just put up on Instagram other than that this past weekend Daytona 500 weekend I'm excited to have racing back me my buddy Nick We're going to be doing some NASCAR podcasts coming up for anybody who's into racing. Or if you just want to hear two guys blow steam about it. Um, But I'm happy racing's back. That brought me up a few. And also, I don't know what was going on when we recorded this podcast. I remember it being early in the morning, but I'm in slow motion. So I apologize. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I didn't sleep good. I don't know if I wasn't feeling well. I really don't know. But I apologize for being such a drip in this episode because I'm listening to myself just like, holy Christ, what what, what did you do that morning? So there's that. That's all I got to say. I've chewed your ear enough. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Irma Sedeno about our film because it's just as much hers as it is mine. I honestly, I might have wrote it, but she really, really put a lot of effort into this character. And she put, she made the whole movie come to life. Without Irma, this movie doesn't exist. I'm, whatever the universe sent her my way to be in this movie was absolutely perfect. And I'm so happy with the way it came out based on how we do it you know based on how we did it you know it was true guerrilla filmmaking you know and um that's the way to do art that's the way to do it but that's enough 
Enjoy this conversation. I'm excited for you to hear it. And I'll talk to you on the other side of it. Come and eat at Alberta's Pizzeria. The only place for authentic Italian Jewish cuisine. Home of the only Grandma Yetta Pie. The best kosher pie this side of the wedding wall. Plus, we cater birthdays, sweet 16, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, baptisms for the guys, and we offer free sausage topping for any bris. Alberta's Pizzeria. Pizza you'll want to eat everywhere. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. And this episode is all about the making of one of my movies in season. And I'm excited to sit here with the star of the movie, Irma Sedano, who played Janine. And thank you for, for taking the time to do this, Irma. Oh, thank you so much, Albert. I love being here. Cool. And um, so just to jump right into things um, from the beginning, what influenced you to take this role? You've seen it. I believe I posted it on Mandy.com at the time. Yes, I remember. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell us. Tell me about it. Well, you know, I started acting when I was 10 and I was always very much attracted to roles of characters that were real, that were creative, that were different, and that were very strong. And Janine Johnstein is a character that is a very strong woman. When her parents died, she basically becomes the head of her household uh, as the eldest of three siblings. She's also strong in terms of going after what she wants. Um, This story is a bit taboo, is about incest, and she falls in love with her brother, and she goes after that. And even though a lot of us can't relate to that type of love, we can relate to the fact of impossible love, right? Mm -hmm. When the other person doesn't love you back or the other person is in a different country or whatever the situation is. Also, the script was very different. Um, The topic was very different. And that's something that that controversial side of it. Mm -hmm. also made me want to be part of it because as actors you know we are not in it to just play the everyday kind of role Uh, we also want to do things that are different that we wouldn't experience in real life so that also attracted me to it and then the script didn't have your typical structure it was more of an outline which I'm sure we're going to go back Mm -hmm. more into it um, later on today but it was more of an outline which gave me a lot of space to create and and create the character on my own so for the fact that i was working with a very strong character uh who was also very relatable at the same time the topic of the movie being a bit taboo controversial i had never seen a show or a movie about something like this and then the fact that the script was going to give me liberty to create, I was very interested in the film. You mentioned this, that the script was more of an outline than it was a line-for-line script. Right. Um, a lot of it, because of the documentary style of the movie, um, I wanted it to be as off-the-cuff feeling as possible and have that voyeuristic feel of the documentary. So rather than have us say line 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 and risk be risk it being a little contrived um we had a few paragraphs for each scene 
and we had to stitch that together with each take and experiment and try different things. So how was it for you as the actress in the movie and the, the main character to work with an outline rather than a line-for-line script? Well, I had never worked with that kind of script. I was trained in theater, and there, everything, I mean, there was always improvising and all that, but generally when you were doing a show, it was highly scripted, right? So for me to get a script where you, you get an idea of what is going on, and there are some key points that you have to make during that scene, but you don't actually get the line, that was very different. And that was amazing to me. That was just unlike anything else I had done before, but also it allowed me to become part of this character because everything that I was saying and everything that I was doing was kind of coming from me. Um, So in a way I became Janine and it also allowed me to be more natural even. I wasn't saying a line that perhaps Irma wouldn't say in real life. I was saying things that Irma would say in real life. I was using words that I would use in real life. So that was actually one of the big highlights for me in being part of this film. Mm -hmm. How much would you say that the real you snuck in to the character? I think a lot. I I think Janine and I are completely different in terms of you know, the way we dress, the things we do, but there was something so sweet about her, um, something that was so pure about her personality and almost innocent that it made me really love her. And perhaps because I was creating her voice as I went along and kind of creating her character as I went along, I felt very much like Janine, very much so. Gotcha. So, sticking with the fact that this wasn't traditional style of filming and movie, were there any exercises or any extra studying or different things that you did to help prepare yourself to jump into this role? I wouldn't say I did specific acting exercises, but I was trained in the Meisner technique when I was younger. And with the Meisner technique, it's not so much about acting. It's more about reacting, uh, to Mm -hmm. put it in a kind of short way. It's about the way things land on you, the emotions land on you, and then kind of your own emotions resurface to that. So a lot of times as actors, what happens is, you know, we just act angry or we just act sad. But with the Meisner technique, it's not about acting angry or sad. It's about, you know, someone did something to me and this has triggered the sadness in me or this anger in me. So I think part of that training came through, certainly, because with Janine, there was a lot that was going on. I mean, we're talking about incest. We're talking about being in love with your brother, you know, and having another sister that hates you pretty much because you've stained their name. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course I did vocal exercises um, because that's important. Most actors do as well. And what I did do was I, I did, research because Janine is Jewish and although generally you will be you will play a different character than you are in real life in a movie or in a show um, being Jewish was central 
to the person that she was, and it was central to the theme of the story. So I made sure to do research on that. I made sure to talk to you about it and to just kind of be up to the part. So with Janine's background and to kind of call back to how different she may be or and just how different characters are from the people who play them, let's talk a little bit about the wardrobe for the character. So now, given Janine's background, not only was her wardrobe drab, let's say, for lack of a better term, but also no makeup, no no heavy fixins, um, which is different than a lot of people do day to day. I mean, we always we're always fixing ourselves up, whereas right. Janine's appearance was kind of muted against the world. So it's, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with that. That was, uh, that was so different from anything I have experienced. I mean, like I said, there were many things about the movie that were completely different from things I had experienced at the time, but I love fashion. I like makeup. I like fashion. I have a clothing line myself, oh. main couture. So um, that's something that is essential to the person that I am. Colors. I mean, I'm wearing like this orange sweater today. Mm-hmm. That's essentially part of my personality. And then when I I was actually not just um, the, the star of the movie, I was also a producer and I was also the, the fashion designer mm-hmm. for it. So for Janine, I had to come up with long skirt and, you know, sweaters that were just more subdued. Janine was not going to wear red and, you know, bright blues or anything like that. She was going to wear black and, and grays and whites. So I made sure to have that. Also, her hair was covered, which was not something I had experienced before either. And for women, that is such an important part of our beauty for, for better or worse, mm-hmm. right? So that was quite different. And then when you told me no makeup, <laughs> that's, that's kind of when I was like, wow, okay, no makeup. Um, so there was no makeup, but I think the point of that was to just show who she was. And this was a woman who didn't care for any of that, didn't care for the clothes or for the makeup mm-hmm. or that wasn't essential to her uh, as, a, as a person and I didn't define her as a person either. Now, one thing that I did do was um, I had her wear a pair of Chanel slippers throughout the entire film. That was her only <laughs> fashion statement. <laughs> So she was wearing these super comfy black basic, but they were Chanel uh, slippers and they were gorgeous. Chanel ballerinas, I should say, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, see, I, I didn't, I learned something about my own movie today. You did not know that? <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about that. And it's probably, it's, I like learning about it now. Now you know. Now I know. That's funny. So... With all that talked about, most of the time with a movie, you don't break the fourth wall. And for folks who may not know exactly what that means, is just basically looking into the camera. Most movies, you don't do that. That's the last thing you do. But in this film, because it was documentary style, the camera was sort of one of the characters, you know, the, the pitch of the film is that a documentary is being made about this 
odd family <clears throat> who dealt with a tragedy, and then, you know, two of the siblings fell in love with one another beyond the usual amount of family love. So to to work within that documentary style and have to break the fourth wall occasionally, either with scenes where your character is being interviewed or just moments where we acknowledge that there's a camera present. Uh, how was that for you? It was extremely interesting. Um, I think it's, it's such a privilege to have that opportunity to not only interact with the other characters in the movie, but to interact with this other character, which is that fourth wall and kind of tear that down. And I remember there was one scene in the movie that really struck me, which was when Janine was, she was sweeping the floor and something just, she had a moment when she was upset and she just looked at the camera and she was like, in her mind, she was like, oh, these cameras are still here. Mm -hmm. And she goes like, ah. Oh. You know, and, and that was one of those moments. And there was this other moment when I was with my brother and we were being interviewed about our love and our relationship and our situation. And I just remember interacting with with that camera and just feeling like so natural because it was like telling someone about our relationship. Because if you think about it, all along we had these cameras following us along. And in a way, they're not just watching us. They're also judging us for our relationship or our situation. But the moments that I had the opportunity to speak directly into the camera, it was those moments that were, okay, now I get to tell you my story. And this is how it really works. And this is the real truth. It's not just what you see and what you decide and what society tells you, but here's my take on it. So those were great opportunities to showcase, to show Janine's real story and her, her point of view in terms of her side of things. And I, I remember specifically the scenes of you and I sitting and being interviewed about the relationship and you're right, you know, at that point, we we had filmed enough, we had gone over it, we had conversated enough about the characters where we were just able to just get there and, and talk about it. Right. So, yeah, I think that I would say those those interview scenes, those like those talking head type scenes, from my case anyway, helped me to understand playing the character I played and as well as helping me understand how the rest of the movie was going to go. Mm -hmm. And know? it was great when we both got to talk together yeah. because then I was able to feed off of you and kind of like look towards you and let you also give your take. So those were some of the most memorable moments for me. Cool. Yeah, me too. Those, yeah, the whole movie was just a lot of fun. So, with that, from the hour and a half of this film, Janine goes through a lot of different changes. For folks who haven't seen it, we won't spoil too much of it, but the character goes through a lot. 
in right. just the hour and a half of the movie. Um, and that includes changes with herself and changes with her relationship with her family. So how was it for you to, as, as the person playing this role, to get into all those different mindsets and adjust to just how much change there was in the character's life in the span of the movie? Even though I think for most of us, her situation is not a situation that we can relate to. We can relate to just the things that, the emotions she goes through, right? We can all relate to those emotions. And for me, so many of her changes, so many of her things were difficult in terms of, if you if you look at her story, you think, or at least I was thinking, this can't end well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there there can be a happy ending to this because it's just something too so difficult to so difficult to deal with, right? But I I do feel like to me, once I was in the character, I was just going with it and it was like a natural kind of progression, all the different things that that she went through and there were moments that I wanted to like go there and kind of give her a hug because mm-hmm. she was the real person to me go there and kind of protect her and be like oh no matter what it's going to be okay mm-hmm. it has to be okay um but you know adjusting to to that journey of who Janine was at the beginning of the film and who Janine was at the end of the film was also my own growth as an actor where Mm -hmm. I started versus where I ended um, what I thought it was going to be versus what it was and how similar we ended up being at the end of the day because at the beginning it was like well you know I've never covered my hair I I don't enjoy clothes that cover my body I like Mm -hmm. wearing short shorts and short skirts and makeup and different things and then that wasn't really what united us, right? Mm-hmm. What united us was our tenacity to to go after something that we wanted. Even if we were going to fail in the end, we still wanted that experience. So that growth of Janine or those changes in a way were also, in a twisted way, were also mm-hmm. my own changes as an actor. You know, I know I threw a lot at you. And there, because of the style of the, of the movie, we made a lot of changes on the fly. Whether it was necessary, whether it was a location, whether it was, you know, due to our acting, something changed in the script, or we seen something that we could, like, oh, let's expand on this. And having it just be an outline gave us that elbow room. To be able to play and experiment and and do different things. Right. So any particular, I have a few that I want to bring up to you, but are there any particular memories of of the movie in any way? Happy memories, things that may have hit you hard with the character. What are some memories and some stories of filming that you, that stand out to you? Well, I definitely don't want to give away too many spoilers. Um, so some of my memories are are related to to some of that, okay. but I'll tell you um, some others. I remember, for example, 
you know, being trained in theater, we often say as actors that the best actors come from the theater, have a theater background. Mm -hmm. But the theater is all about also like projecting your voice, which I've always had challenges with. And not just projecting your voice, but projecting your emotions. So right. the person in the last row needs to feel that sadness, needs to feel that laughter, anything you're going through. And I think with the movie, it was all about kind of trying to keep some of those things in and allowing the audience to experience that without your quote unquote help, right. let's say. So um, I just remember kind of like learning as I went along about these emotions, these are my emotions and these are Janine's emotions and it's okay for me to hold them in. The audience will get it, Right. you know? Um, Another thing that happened was there were a lot of characters in this film. Yeah. So I just remember like being surrounded by lots of people and lots of laughter and different personalities and people who showed up and people who, you know, you were interviewing in the film because it was documentary style yeah. who had their own opinions about the relationship that we right. had. Um, so that was interesting. And then another, um, interesting memory was when we met the rabbi we had a scene yeah. with the rabbi and he was a real rabbi yep. you know so i just remember him being like oh you two are siblings you don't really look like siblings mm -hmm. and we're like well we think we kind of do you know we're both slim we we kind of look like siblings uh, so that was that was funny we mm -hmm. had a lot of interesting and funny moments like that along the film yeah one story that i have one spoiler was it was actually a very sad scene it was when janine goes to um to buy um a pregnancy test mm -hmm. in the store and you know she comes out of the store and the camera people want to know you know yeah. like did you go in there to buy and, and it's just this awkward moment of being like I was getting this pregnancy test, but I, I felt bad for her, for her having to say this because this is something so private as a woman right. and especially as a woman in her position to have to say that. So um, that was one of those moments. And then uh, there was another scene where um, she had lost her baby. You know, she had a miscarriage and she was at the park kind of just looking on um, at this place where she would have potentially brought her child. Right. So that was another very, very sad scene that remains in my memory. Yeah, the, the scene of filming outside the store with the pregnancy test always felt to me like the, the pivot of the movie where... A little bit of the reality that Janine may have been denying hit her, finally. Right. And that scene is also memorable to me from the production side of it. Because if you recall, this we were filming outside the store and they came out and like shushed us away. And we had to like, yeah. we had to jump down um, like another like couple, like a hundred feet down the plaza. Still getting the store in the background, but we happen to be in their window. So it's, it's, that's just the, the cost of guerrilla filmmaking. Right. And somebody and at some point going, get out of here. <laughs> you know? 
Right. And we had a lot of scenes like that, right? Where we had to do takes in like restaurants and parks yeah. and different places. And um, yeah, those those are the best memories, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I recall we filmed at the synagogue here and there was like mm-hmm. a block party going on in the background <laughs> yeah. that we had to like shoot around. And that's, you know, at the time those things are can be annoying but they're 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 just they're fun now. When you look back, right, it was all part of the experience. Oh, absolutely, and you're right. Like there were a lot of different people in the movie, and a lot of those people weren't. You know, it was a, it was a mixture of people who were had a background in acting, and a lot of people who didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, in season was the biggest cast I had worked with up until that point whether it was all of us who were in scenes together or all the different people that I had pulled in to do those one-off interviews, which were just as important to the storyline and to, to tie things together as it went. Right. So, and I think, yeah. And I think for me, um, another memory is I, I lived in Manhattan at the time and I was taking the bus mm-hmm. every weekend or every other weekend or so to Pennsylvania to film. And I just remember that summer as being the summer of in season, right? Because mm-hmm. I would go, I would stay at a hotel for one, two nights, and I would be filming all day. Yeah. That's basically what I would do. And then I would go home. So that was my summer of just filming in season. And it was, it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah, no, I'm very familiar with that bus. <laughs> So, I know. But no, I'm, I don't think I've taken that bus again. What's that? I don't think I've taken that bus again. No, no, because the next film I had you in, I came to you. Right, it was in New York. Yeah, so, so that worked out. Um, just in, in closing, you know, in season was, of the movies I had made, was the most successful of them. Um, got into one of the awards, right? Yep, won a couple of awards. Got into a fair amount of festivals, and um, there were moments. One particular, I had a screening at like a community theater, and I was there. So just to be clear, I'm in the movie, play a main character, and I'll go into the whys in another part of the podcast. But I'm in the movie. So we do the screening, and afterwards they introduce me as the director. They don't say that I'm in it, but you just seen on the screen, theirs was my name. And I had people, basically people believe that the documentary was real. And that's just a testament to you and to the rest of us of how believable we made it. That even standing in front of the person who was in the movie... They right. just they they didn't put two and two together, so I had a lot of questions at it, not just that festival but a few, of people like, well, where are they now? What are they doing now? And that was that was the best compliment. Right, that's the that's the best compliment. The fact that here you are make, making a mockumentary, mm-hmm. right, and people think it's an actual documentary, especially with a topic that's so controversial. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I think, because 
we went for a long period of time of filming where the ending of the movie wasn't concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a tentative ending that ended on a much different note than the movie does end on. And I think that the movie would have been fine had we left it. But by me dragging you back up here in the winter, pretty much, because you mentioned <laughs> that we filmed in towards the end of the summer... So we caught mostly summer and a little the beginning of fall, which worked to our advantage. But I dragged you back up here in December, I think it was, to film a new ending. And the movie had been edited. It was ready. So by tacking on that new ending did add an extra bit of realism to the movie. And you did a fantastic job at, at capturing where that ending needed to go. As yeah. as heavy as it was, basically. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a challenging movie to make, and I think as as actors, that's what we want, right? We want to be challenged. We don't mm-hmm. want to just be in our comfort zone all the time. It was challenging. It was it was interesting. It was fun. It was different. And I thank you so much for making me a part of that journey with you, because it was really the beginning of something truly unique and amazing. So thank you so much for that. No, and you're welcome. And I appreciate you being in the movie. And most importantly, I think the best thing to come out of this movie is that we've remained close friends and have worked together in a bunch of different ways since. And that in and of itself has been a gift. So I'm thankful to you for that. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to stay, stay tight after I mean we filmed this in 2014 and 15 mm-hmm. so I'm I'm glad we were able to stay tight since then and continue to work together that's was important right in different ways yeah Irma thank you for being on the show I've been wanting to have you on the podcast and this was one of the best reasons I could think of to get you on um because I want to go back to these movies cuz they they were parts of all of our lives. You for that summer, and to me they're like artist little artistic bookmarks that we could look back on, and have fond memories of. So I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about the movie. Thank you so much for having me, Albert. Thank you so much for inviting me, and thank you so much for making me part of your movie. Yeah. It's fantastic. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. Don't forget, you could find this episode and a whole lot more on all podcast platforms and YouTube. You could check out more of what I'm up to on Instagram at Albert Shivers and of course www.albertshivers.com. It was great to have Irma on the show again, talking about the movie we did together in season. And look down in the description below for links, or you can go to the Shivering Fish Productions YouTube page and look for In Season to check out the movie yourself. We are getting ever so closer, inching ever so closer to episode 100, which I'm excited about. But until then, there's a lot of good episodes in between, so don't hang your hat on 100. We got 95, 6, 7, 8, and 99 to deal with before we worry about 100. You gotta make them good, too. Can't just have filler. No more filler. Not that there ever was filler. Anyway, until the next episode, 
Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.